0: Recently, we examined the source and scope of God's love. In doing so, we saw that followers of Jesus are to possess and express that love, God's love, to everyone around us all of the time. Today on Drawing Near, we will see that God's love does not compromise regarding sin. And since God's love, true love, does not compromise regarding sin, then neither can His love that flows through us. So open your Bible and turn once again to the Gospel of John, chapter 3, and join us as we study God's uncompromising love. Before we read God's Word together, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father in heaven, we thank you for your love. We also thank you for your righteousness and holiness. We are grateful that the Father, the God that we serve, is uncompromising regarding sin. You do not waver. You do not show partiality. I'm grateful, Father, that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. I ask, Father, that you would give us insight and discernment, for there are many around us who would want to pervert these truths, work through the Holy Spirit in our hearts and lives, work through your word to give us guidance and direction, wisdom. Strengthen us with your strength so that we may produce fruit that will last. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. So in John chapter 3, beginning in verse 16, we read, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. May he who does the truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be clearly seen, that they have been done in God. In this passage, we see the scope of God's love. God's love reaches out to the entire world, and he does so because of their sin. That's why God demonstrates his love in this way, by sending his son Jesus to die on the cross. He wants Jesus to be the sacrifice for our sin so that we can have forgiveness through faith and eternal life. So, in this passage, we see love and its relationship to sin. Many people in the church and many people around the church today believe that God's love is such that he ignores our sin. We frequently hear the explanation God just wants us to be happy, and this makes me happy, whether it's in perverted relationships, or saying and speaking or doing things that they ought not to do, indulging in vices that they ought not, they think God just wants them happy. And we need to clearly understand, God wants us holy. That's what the Word of God says. And holiness, righteousness, being in God's will, doing His will, results in our peace and joy. That needs to be clear to us. So what is God's posture towards sin when he loves us? Well, first and foremost, God so loved the world, God demonstrates his love toward us, the sinful world, that while we are sinners, Christ dies for us. God responds to our sin by sending Jesus Christ to die for our sin, to pay for our sin. Our sin is, doesn't simply get excused. Our sin is not passed over. God never compromises regarding sin. Someone had to pay for our sin. Rather than we pay for our sin and our rebellion, Jesus Christ came, becoming a little lower than the angels, and he gave his life as a ransom for our sin. That's how God responds to our sin. God never passes over our sin. There are always consequences. Sometimes there are natural consequences to our sin. When we do things we should not, disobeying his word, there are natural consequences, natural outcomes of our sin. But there are also spiritual consequences. We're told in Hebrews that the Lord chastises or disciplines those whom he loves like a father will discipline his son a believer who sins is going to be chastised by god because god wants to bring them back into a right relationship or a right fellowship with him god doesn't let us just wander off into sin and get away with it i had a professor in college who told me that if you can go on sinning then you had a problem because if you're a christian because if you're a christian and you were in sin God's going to jerk a knot in your neck. Well, that's exactly what God does. God gets our attention. He disciplines us. He chastises us. God never just passes over our sin. We are told in Hebrews, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. So sin must be paid for. Going back to John chapter 3, verse 18 says, that he who believes in Jesus is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son. Verse 19 says, And this is that condemnation, that the light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. In other words, people without Christ are condemned because they do not believe in him, And they choose to remain in darkness or in sin. They don't like the light. They don't love the light. They're not coming to the light who is Christ. They would rather remain in darkness. So what we have here is a statement that essentially says that to put your faith in Jesus is to walk away from darkness or sin and come to the light. As believers, we do not continue in sin simply because Jesus has paid for our sin on the cross doesn't give us the freedom to engage in sin without consequence. Verse 20 says, For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth, he who lives according to God's word, comes to the light, comes to Christ, that his deeds may be clearly seen that they have been done in God. We live by the Word of God, having come to faith in Jesus Christ, and what we do and the way we live is clear evidence of our having come to God through faith in Jesus Christ. The believer hates sin the way God hates sin. The believer wants to stay away from the contamination of sin and the consequences of sin as much as they possibly can, and a maturing believer draws near to God, walks in the Spirit, studies God's Word, and does all of this in order to avoid sin. This idea that Jesus has paid for our sin, so it doesn't matter what I do, is a lie of the devil. What we say and what we do matters. We are to bear fruit of the Spirit and not fruit of the flesh. We need to get a handle on this that God does not compromise regarding sin and we can't either. His love for us required the payment of Jesus Christ for our sin and our love for him is demonstrated by our constant endeavor to walk in holiness before him. In 1 John chapter 3 verse 10 it says In this the children of God and the children of the devil are manifest or revealed. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is he who does not love his brother. Since God's love does not compromise regarding our sin, our love for those around us cannot compromise regarding their sin. We need to recognize that individuals around us who are in sin, who practice, who habitually live out sinful lives, contrary to the teaching of God's word, they have a problem in their relationship with God. We cannot tolerate sin in our lives or those around us. How are we to respond? Well, God's love for the world sent Jesus to sacrifice his life in payment for sin, that through faith in Jesus, we would be saved and we would be set free from the bondage of sin, set free to live holy lives before God. Our love for the lost world needs to take the message of Jesus Christ, the gospel of Jesus Christ to them, and plead with them. Paul went door-to-door pleading in tears. Plead with them to come to faith in Jesus Christ and turn away from sin. We do not rubber stamp their sinful lives simply because they pray a little prayer or they get dipped in some water. We need to recognize when the Holy Spirit indwells an individual, they come out of darkness into light, out of sin into the righteousness of Christ. Their attitude, our attitude towards sin, is changed. Old things are passed away, all things become new including our view of sin and its nature. So if we are to love our neighbor as ourselves, we must desire that they come to faith in Jesus Christ, that they turn away from sin and embrace the righteousness of Christ, the good works, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, that result in God's blessing in their life. That's the kind of love the church needs to demonstrate to the world. Not this, I'm okay, you're okay kind of thing. That is not godly. We cannot agree to disagree. We must plead. We must compel. We must be ministers of reconciliation, knowing that it is appointed unto man once to die, and after that, the judgment. This is God's love flowing in and through us. Father in heaven, help us to be light in a dark world, to hold up your standard of love and righteousness to a world that is dying and suffering in sin. Help us not just simply to see the eternal consequence, but the day-by-day consequence of giving yourself over to sin. Father, this world needs to see your love, needs to hear your message. Give us the courage to stand up for the gospel, to not be ashamed, and to do so in love Help us to bear with one another long-suffering with kindness, and yet speak the truth of the Word in love to those around us, to all those who will listen. Strengthen your people, and while we do that, Father, please protect us and help us from the contamination of sin. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.